Welcome to this lesson 26 in the Pioneer School. I'm really excited about this lesson where I'm going to continue a little where I was last time. But we are going to talk about the different levels. Some people are not born again and what they need is different from what born again believers need. And again, young men in the faith, they need something different than born again believers. And fathers, they need something totally different again. And we need to understand that. And if I look at the church today, we are giving many places beef to babies. If you serve a beef to a baby, you can make sure that that baby is going to die. Or we give milk to young men. Then you can make sure that that young man is not going to grow and become a father by just drinking milk. And after a short time, he will maybe end up dying because he needs more than milk. He needs solid food to grow and to survive. And it's so important when we talk about making churches or building churches or building people growing people up, making disciples, that we know that there is different levels. We know where people are so we can be effective in discipling them, being effective in growing them up. And I think you will love this teaching where I'm going to talk about this. God bless you. Hello everyone out there and welcome to this 26th lesson on the Pioneer School. I'm really excited about what God is doing. God is revealing a lot of things right now when it comes to church. We are seeing a lot of people getting kickstarted all over the world. We are seeing a lot of people meeting God. We are seeing people repenting, getting baptized. People learning to heal the sick, cast out demons. And we are seeing God do amazing things. And it's just keep growing and growing and growing. But there is more. There is more to learn. There is more to do. Especially when it comes to church. When it comes to see what God's idea was when it comes to New Testamently churches. And uh, last time I started to do a teaching about churches. And I'm going to continue this time. And I'm really excited about it. Because I experienced a lot of revelation in this, I, there's things I've never seen so clear before, and we are learning a lot of things. So I'm, I'm excited to share this with you. Last time we spoke a little about church as a family. Church should be a family, not an orphanage. And last time I spoke about the difference between an orphanage and a family. Where orphanage we have a few leaders and a lot of kids, leaders who do their job. To go home and go home to their own kids afterwards. That is like the institutional church today where we have priests coming and doing a job with a lot of people sitting and listening. Then we have the family where we have parents, where parents are there to grow the kids. Parents are there to get kids and let kids grow up and move from home. And I, I talked about that last time where I also spoke about that to become part of a family, you need to be born into that family. To become part of the church, you really need to be born again. You need to have the same spirit, but also the same DNA, the same 
uh, vision, the same idea. Otherwise, you cannot experience the unity uh, in a family that uh, God wants us to experience. But I spoke about that last time. I spoke about uh, that there's different families. There's families without children. There's family with children, with babies. There's family with bigger children. And there's grandparents. And you can't, that is different. You, and you cannot use the same method for everyone. You cannot use the same program because every family is different. It depends on if they have babies or no babies or small babies or big kids and so on. But all of that I spoke about last time. And if you're not seeing the teaching for last time, I encourage you to go in and see it. But church is about growing people. It's about growing people, getting people born again, and then grow them up from being babies to children to fathers or parents. Church is not about just having members. Church is not about gathering people. I've met many churches where they gather people, but the sad truth is that those people they gather after 10, 15 years in, their, in that church, they are still babies, spiritual babies. After 10, 15 years, they still need other people to come and feed them. And that is wrong. This is not what God called us to do. God called us to grow people where they become mature. And we need to understand that. We need to understand the different levels people are on also. Because if you take a big beef and give a big beef to a baby, that baby will die. If you give milk to a grown-up, maybe that person, the grown-up person can survive of milk for a short time. But after some time, that Grown-up will also die, and that grown-up will not grow. Baby, babies need milk. Grown-up people need beef. <laughs> they need solid food. And if we don't understand that, if we don't understand what level our fellowship are on, if we don't understand what level people are on, then we will not be effective in, in growing people. We will not be effective in doing churches, fellowships, the way God wants us to do it. So I hope you are ready for this lesson where I'm going to talk about the different levels about people are on when it comes to not born again, when it comes to babies, when it comes to young ones, and when it comes to fathers. And then I will talk about this today, and then later we will put it all together. And remember, when I talk about churches and fellowships, uh, as I talked about in one of the other lessons, the, the, it's very simple. Fellowship, church is about loving God, loving your neighbors, and making disciples. Fellowship, church is not about the buildings, it's not about staff, it's not about program, it's not about budget. You can have staff, program, buildings, budget, without having what is a New Testament church. You can have all of that without really loving God, loving your neighbors, and making disciples. So uh, I hope you're ready for that, but I will pray. God, we thank you for what you're doing. 
We thank you for your Holy Spirit and we thank you for this truth we are reading in your word. Pray that you help me to share this word and pray for everyone who are listening to this teaching that it will be revelation for them. That you open their eyes. You help them to see the truth. And this truth is going to set them free and make them effective in growing people. Make them effective in making disciples. Come with your Holy Spirit and help us to understand this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So I hope you are ready. So it was a little introduction. I will start to say that to become part of the kingdom of God, first a person of course needs to be born again. And I'll start reading a verse, verse here from John 1, uh, 12 and 13. All who did receive him, and that is Jesus Christ, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So all who believe him, believe in Jesus, believe in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. People are all, the cre- everyone is the creation of God, but to become part of God's family, to become the children of God, you need to be born again. When do discipleship start? Real discipleship somehow starts when people are born again. Of course, discipleship starts even before people are born again. But to really come in and live this life and really work with people and get them to grow up, they need to be born again. You can somehow sit down with people and share the gospel and and do a kind of discipleship. But you have to understand that when people are not born again, they are still blind. There is spiritual things they don't understand. They cannot understand it with a carnal mind. They are blind spiritual. And First Corinthians one eighteen is saying, For the word of the cross is foolishness for those who perish, but unto us who are saved it is the power of God. And Jesus himself said that you cannot see the kingdom of God if you are not born again. So the message of the cross, the spirits of things, are foolishness for those who are not born again. And we need to understand that. I, I still remember when, before I was born again, I remember I came to my friend. I had a friend, uh, his name was Tommy, and he had his Bible laying on the bed. And he told me how he had just experienced God. And I told him that he had become brainwashed, that he was part of a cult, and people out there was just after his money, and he should keep away from all of that, and it was Jehovah's Witness he was in. And I told a lot of things to him because I was critical, because I had grown up being critical. And I did not see it. And I, I fully believe that Tommy was brainwashed. I fully believe at one time that he was in a call like Jehovah's Witness and, and, and he should keep away from all of that. Then I experienced a new birth. Then my eyes really got open. 
And I came home to my father and I said, Father, I met God. And my father said, Tom, your brain was, it's a cult, it's like Jehovah's Witness, they're only after your money. You have to keep away from all of that. And my father told me that. And I said to my father, but, but I also said that to Tommy, but, but it's right. I see it now. This is the truth. And he did not understand that it was like that. He did not see it as the truth because his eyes were still spiritual closed. But a few years later, his eyes got open. He got born again. And he also understood it. Because now he was born again. And when you are born again, when I got born again, I from the beginning on had a hunger from the milk. I had a hunger for the truth. had a hunger from the word of God. It's like in the natural, when a baby is born, the baby ha- have a hunger for milk. If the baby don't give, get milk, the baby will start crying out. So I had a hunger for the word of God. And I could not go on sinning the way I did before. Why? Because I was born again. And John, the letter of John, 1 John 3 from verse 7 is saying this. Little children, let no one deceive you. And and we have to be careful not being deceived in, in all of this with what it is to be born again and who's the children of God and who's not. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous as he's righteous. Whoever make a practice of sinning is of the devil. For the devil had been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appears was to destroy the work of the devil. No one born of God. No one. Born of God makes a practice of sinning. This, for God's seed abides in him and he cannot keep on sinning because he's born of God. By this, and then we read, by this is the evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who do not love his brothers. And I want to start with this because we need to understand what it is to be born again. We need to understand who are fully born again and who are not if we want to be effective in making disciples. The Bible here makes it clear that no one who are born of God, makes a practice of sinning. He cannot keep on sinning. That is not the same that he don't fall and he had to learn because you have to learn and you fall and you make mistakes as a born again believer. But you cannot have a practice of sinning. You cannot continue in sin. And by this, we see who's the children of God and who is not. And also by this who love their brothers. Who love fellowship. And I would say when, when I got born again. I could not go on sinning. I, wa- I love the word of God. 
And I just needed to be with other believers. I, I love my brothers. I needed fellowship. Nobody needed to come and teach me that. Nobody needed to come and bring that up in me. Because it came from the Spirit. The Spirit inside of me did that I could not go on sinning. The Spirit of God did that I love the Word of God. I seek the truth. And the Spirit inside of me did that I love fellowship. I wanted to have fellowship with other believers. But today, I see that those things are often missing when we disciple people. We are trying to disciple people who don't have a longing for the Word of God. We are trying to disciple people who love their sins and don't have problem with living a life in sin. We try to disciple people who actually don't love the fellowships and are seeking fellowship with other believers. We may be called the lukewarm Christians, but let's just call it as it is. They are not born again. They are not fully born again if they don't have those things. Because we can know a tree by the fruit. And if that fruit are not there, then it's not a good tree. It's not the tree of God. And instead of going in and trying to change the fruit, we need to go into the foundation. We need to go into the root. If those things are missing in a person's life, we need to go back to the gospel. We need to help them to get born again. Because when they are dead born again, when they truly experience the new birth, those people will automatically bring this up in them. From the Spirit of God, they cannot keep on sinning. For the Spirit of God, they have a longing for the truth. From the Spirit of God, they long for fellowship with other believers. When those three things is there, then is we can start to work with them. We can start to disciple them. And it's much easier and they will grow. But if those three things are not there, we can spend a lot of time on people who actually don't want it. But, but I'm going to continue this. There is people who are not yet born again. They are not spiritual and they are maybe in the church. And they have no hunger for God and his word. They have no hunger for righteousness and they keep living in sin. And they have no hunger for the body. They don't love their brothers. When we meet them, we need to understand where they are to be effective to help them. And what do those people need? Those people need more than somebody coming and picking them up and say, come on, you have to come to the fellowship. They need more to say, come on, we need to give you teaching and, and try to cover those aspects they are missing. No, those people who are there need the gospel. They need somebody who can see that something is missing. Instead of keep discipling them like they already believe us, then we need to see what is missing. We, they need the gospel and they need to be born again. And when they are fully born again, those things 
will be part of their life. And I've seen that. I've seen people in churches who did not understand the spiritual things. They wanted, they think they are believers. Other people think they are believers. They think they are born again. Other people think they are born again. But we think of them like lukewarm Christian or born again Christian with bad fruit. But when we then took the time to sit down with them, to explain the gospel to them, and they for the first time really understand it and really get born again, kaboom, those fruits came natural. Suddenly, after many years in church, suddenly they had a longing for the word of God. They were hungry. We didn't need to try to make them hungry. It came by the Spirit. Suddenly, they could not go on sinning anymore. We didn't need to be over them all the time and say, don't do this and don't do this and this is wrong. It came natural by the Spirit. Suddenly, they wanted fellowship. They wanted to be with order. We don't need to go and pick them up in the car every time there is a meeting and say, you need to come to the meeting and so on because this is exhausting. If you keep trying to decide people don't want it, you are dying. You will not bear fruit and it's very exhausting. But when they get born again, it comes natural. And it can take time to sit down and explain the gospel. It can take time. But don't go further and focus on a lot of other things. Go back to the gospel. Help them with that foundation. So that is something about being born again. And I'll put it all together later so, so it'll be even more clear in the next lessons. Then we have people. Um, I want to say about this again. I, I can come with an example. I was in Canada some time ago and I was in a church where I actually met a guy who was in the church. He had been in the church for three months. And I asked him. I looked at him and said, what about you? So you have experienced God? And he said, no, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Uh, are you baptized in water? No. Okay. Uh, do you speak in tongues? Have you received the Holy Spirit? No. And I asked him, why not? And he said, I don't know. So I went to the leaders in the church and I said, I have a question here. We have somebody here who have been with you for three months. He's not baptized in water. He's not baptized with the Holy Spirit. He hasn't experienced God yet. He's not born again. Why not? And the people there in the church, the leadership said, we don't know. I said, what? They, they had an idea. If people just come to our fellowships, then it will happen automatically. Then God will get them born again. This is our job. It's our job to take care of those people we are in contact with. We cannot expect them to do it by themselves. So if we see people who want it or are seeking God, we need to take them, sit down with them and be more better in explaining the gospel to them. And I explain about the gospel in lesson 8, how you share the gospel. And what I did that day at that meeting, I, I said to everyone, listen here. Now I'm going to take this guy. I'm going to sit down with him. I'm going to share the gospel in front of every one of you. And what I did with, do with him today, you should have done three months ago. And that day I sat down with him. I shared the gospel with him. He repented after I heard the gospel. 
How can he repent if nobody tell him what sin, sin is? He got baptized in water. How can he do that if we don't do it? And I laid a hands on him he received the Holy Spirit. That day he got born again. And he got a fire like never before. His life got changed. The sad truth is, if I had not been there and done that that day, maybe after two or three months more in church, he thought, okay, God don't want me, nothing's happened. Those people are on fire. Those people have a seal for God. Those people long for God. I don't have it. Maybe something's wrong with me. And then he drifts out again. And I've seen that. I've seen people come to church, be in church, and after sometimes in church, they just drift out again because nobody took the time to really get them born again. And it's so important to understand this. Um, but if people don't want to listen, if people don't want the message, if people don't want to sit down and hear the gospel, then there is a place where we don't run after them. Take the dust off your hand and feet and move on. Move on. Because you cannot disciple people who don't want it. And I've seen people in church use years on trying to disciple people who actually don't want it. Jesus radical. Jesus said something like this in Matthew 7. He said this, verse 6. Do not give dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trim them underfoot and turn to attack you. This is Jesus saying, what do he mean by that? What do he mean by not giving dogs what is holy and do not throw pearls before pigs because they tremble on it and attack you? What he means is that do not offer what is holy to people who don't pre appreciate it sorry do not offer what is holy to people who don't appreciate it because then they will turn away against you and attack you the dogs and swine here is picture of a worldly man or woman who don't value what you give to them a dog don't care if the food you give to them come from the chef in a big restaurant, or come from the garbage. And pearls, if you give them, in a swine, if you give them pearls, they don't appreciate the value of that. The same way, we need to be better to not use our time, our energy, our money, on people who don't want it. And there is a freedom in this. If you want to make disciples and be effective, those people who want it, help them. Go far. Go the whole way. Lay down your life for them. Give you money for them. Give them everything they need. Those people who want it, help them, help them, help them. But those people who don't appreciate it and don't want it, Take your dust off your feet and move on. Otherwise, you end up spending a lot of time on people who don't bear any fruit. So this is just important, but we want to continue. So there's people who are not born again, and you can see no tree by the fruit. If they don't have that seal, if they don't have the longing for the Word of God and all of that, and the longing for fellowship and righteousness then 
give them the gospel, help with them. If they don't want to receive the gospel, move on. But when they get born again, they are now born again. But they are like infants. They are like small children. And some of those who are born again have a religious background, so they know more than others. Some people are for totally outside the church. And we have people also in church who, many who are not born again, and of course, eller, they are born again, but they are still infants. They are still spiritual or mature. And therefore, we often see problems also in churches. Paul, he actually addressed that in, in 1 Corinthians uh, 3, where he said, By, But I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people but as people in the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk and not solid food, for you are not ready for that. So Paul, he understood that when he addressed people in churches, there was people who were mature, there was people who were like fathers, but there was also people who was like infants, like small children. And what he address what he could give the infants was not the same as he could give the more mature people. I just continue Hebrews 5. It's saying this for for verse 11. About this we have much to say, but it's hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. For by the time you ought to be Teachers, by the time they've gone, you ought to be teachers. You ought to be teaching other people. But you need someone to teach you again the principle of the oracle of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. But the solid food is for the mature who become of practice of use have trained their senses to discern good and evil. So here we see in this text that there is babies in Christ. There is children. There is people who are more mature There is people who, in the time they have gone, ought to be teaching others. But those people instead need other people to teach them. Those people who ought to be mature are still babies. They need milk. They are unskilled in righteousness. They can still not discern good and evil. And this is our job. Our job is to grow people up. A healthy fellowship is not a healthy fellowship with a lot of unmature babies who have been unmature for many, many years. A healthy fellowship is a fellowship where those babies grow up and they become mature. They grow up in Christ and they're not 
babies anymore. They are not unskilled anymore when it comes to righteousness. They are now ready to teach other people. And this is what the whole vision and idea is, not only with the fivefold ministry I'm going to read about now, but the whole idea with church, the whole idea with coming together is to grow people. Not just grow in numbers, but grow in quality. That people who are not born again, they get born again. But they don't continue as babies. They grow up and become young men. And then they grow up and become fathers. And then they get babies themselves. And those babies grow up and become young men. And they grow up and become fathers. And they get babies again. Like in the natural. So let, let's read here Ephesians 4, 4.11. And he, God, gave some apostle, some prophet, and some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers. And there's many other giftings there. But God, he gave giftings, and then we read in verse 12 why they came. For the equipping of the saint for the work of service or ministry. To the building up of the body of Christ. Until we all attain, attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man. So we grow up to a mature man to the measure of the statue which belong to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we are no long, longer to be children, tossed by every wave and blow around with every wind of teaching. When people use tricks and invent clever ways to lead us astray. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up unto Christ who is the head. For whom the whole body is joined and held together by every joint. Which is equipped when each part is working properly, making the body grow up so it's built up itself up in love. And I want to explain it. So why are we together? We are together for the equipping of the saint. So we, as the body of Christ, we grow up. So we are mature in Christ. Not longer Children, what is it with children? Children, they are, each, they are thrown from each side to another every time there is a new teaching. They cannot discern good and evil. They are getting confused. So we need to grow the body up. And this is uh, what it is. If you look as babies, babies, they are born again. They are infant. They are small children. They are still unskilled in righteousness. They are born again, but they are not mature yet. They are born again and they have a hunger for the word of God. They are born again and they are hunger for righteousness. They are still unskilled in it. They are born again, they are hungry for fellowship with other believers. But they are still not yet mature. And those who are like babies, they need to learn from where they are. 
You don't give them a big beef and say, take this, eat this, see you next week. When people are like babies, they need milk, not solid food. They need still other people to teach them, other people to feed them. Then as we read before, we have something called young men or more mature people, children or young men. Those young men, they can eat independently and they are now learning to know and to trust God. So those young men, they can feed themselves. They can handle sun and food. And they somehow can discern good and evil. They are now growing up. What they need, they need training. They don't need milk like before. They need training. They need help to become fathers in the faith. And I want to take another scripture where you read about those different levels so you can understand and then I'll put it together. From 1 John 2, John he's saying this, I wrote to you, little children or babies. I wrote to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name. Is a namesake. I wrote to you, fathers, because you know him who have been from the beginning. I know, wrote to you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I wrote to you, fathers, you know him who have been from the beginning. I wrote to you, young men, you have overcome the wicked one. I wrote to you, little children, that you know the father. And he continued, I have written to you, fathers, that you know him who have been from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, that you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. This is things where Paul, where John, he's going in and talking about like, I've been written, writing this to you, young children. I've been writing this to you, young men. I've been writing this to you, fathers. And one of the things he said about fathers here is that you fathers, you know him who have been from the beginning. Or said with other words, you know God and have known him in long time. You have a relationship with God. You really know God. You have been here a long time now. So you see things that children don't see. You understand things that baby don't understand. You, you are now a father. You are now, as I wrote here, you are now mature in the faith. And other people are now looking up to you. And as fathers, you have your own children. So what do fathers need? They don't need milk. They need to be encouraged to be there for the next generation. Fathers need to be raised up, or help to raise other up to be like them in the faith. 
you who have seen this video are one of those four. Maybe you see this video and you are not yet born again. How do you know if you are born again? Do you have the fruit of somebody who are born again? If not, you need to be born again. It's more than just, oh, now I need to take me together and I need to get a longing for the word of God. I need to take me together. I, I need to have a love for the fellowship. I really need to take me together and, 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 and get a longing for righteousness. No, you need the gospel. You need to be born again. Because then the Spirit is doing all of this inside of you. But you who are born again, it's under, when you are spiritual baby, and that has nothing to do with how old you are in your age. That had to do with how old you are spiritual. You need something that is different from what fathers need and young men need. Young man, if you now have understood the foundation you have grown up, as young man, you also need something different than babies. And again and again with fathers. And what is important with life here is that we need to understand where people are. We need to understand where they are in their life. Paul, he was clear in who he was speaking to. And we cannot demand the same from a baby as we demand for a young man. I have just got a grandson, David. If he just sit and poo in his diaper, we are this excited. Hey, he poo in his diaper. He's a young, he's a boy. He's not one year old yet. We don't demand a lot of things for him. We take care of him. We give him a lot of things. We don't give him beef. He don't barbecue with us. He's there, but we give him something else. But what he's eating, if we feed that to our teenage daughter, who's 16 years old, soon 17, she will hunger. She will not grow by it. There will come a time where she will stop growing by it if she only eat that and again and again. And some churches... Do the same thing all over again and they are really good focus on getting people into church. And they may be good as, as getting people born again. But the, those people need more than just the same thing all over again. What now when they are born again? They need something else. And this is what I believe that we, instead of seeing the church as an institution... With a lot of different kids, the church should be like a family where we have fathers, we have babies, and we have children. And people understand that, and it's part of where we are, and then we help people from where they are. We help people from where they are, because it's different what they need. Let's take babies. What do we do when we have babies? When people are born again. What they need. They need. I wrote something down here. They need time to grow. It takes time to grow. We don't demand too much of them. They have still no skills. They need milk. And they experience a lot of attacks. They have not yet overcome Satan. I'll come back to overcome Satan later. Babies need time to grow. They make mistakes. They 
are still unskilled when it comes to righteousness. It's so important us who are more mature in the faith that we remember how it was in the beginning, that we don't forget where we come from. I have a high standard over myself, over my life now. I have a high standard, some of the young people we are working with who are strong in the faith. But young people, they make mistakes, babies. They, 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 they are under attack. We, we need to help them. We need a lot of patience. And they are going to sin again. They are going to fall in sin. They are going to fight. They are going to do crazy things. But these babies, what more can we expect from them? And, and we need to, to accept that. We need to give people time to grow. We need to don't demand too much of them. So need them. Like, like Paul when he wrote to Babies, he said, children, small children, he said, you are, not Paul, uh, John, sorry, in John we read about before, he said, your sins are forgiven. We need to, to help him to understand their sins are forgiven. We need to, to help them to understand who they are in Christ. And when they then sin and do something wrong, then there is forgiveness again and just come up again, rise up again. We need to understand that. Because they are going to fall in sin. They are going to fight. They are under attack. Then we need to give them the word of God. But they need milk. We cannot just give them the Bible and say, here's the Bible, go home and read them. (laughs) Somebody said to me when when I got born again, "Uh, Tom, go and read the Bible. I went home to read the Bible. I never opened the Bible. So I started in Judges. I opened up to Judges in the Old Testament because I wanted to read about Judgment Day and I thought I read about that there. I did not know there was a New and an Old Testament. I did not know that the Gospels was still somehow before the cross and therefore you didn't see the full life there, but this is about Jesus and how he was teaching how to follow him. I did not know about the Holy Spirit and New Covenant on the cross and, and the book of Acts, what the book of Acts was about. I did not know Romans and how Romans was and the letters and all of that. I did not know it. People don't know it if we don't help them. So I would say if we have a, somebody who's new in the faith as a baby, introduce the Bible to them. Read the Bible with them. Explain where the Old Covenant covenant. New Covenant start. Explain them about Jesus' word, what he is saying. Go back to Jesus. Explain about the new birth and, and, and explain them about the book of Acts and the early Christian, Romans and all of that. Help them, introduce them to the Bible. Read the Bible with them. Talk with them about it. And then I also wrote here that they are under attack. They have not yet overcome Satan. We have to understand when people are born again, Satan hates that. And he are very fast attacking in the beginning. And we see that with Moses. We see that with Jesus. As soon as Moses was born, Pharaoh at that time, he tried to uh, kill 
all the babies because he has killed all the babies. He wants to kill Moses. We saw the same with Jesus because Moses, of course, has a picture of Jesus. But Jesus and his parents actually needed to flee to Egypt to come away so he would not be killed. Satan hates us. Satan hates people when they get born again. And therefore, there is an extra attack in the beginning. And I was under a lot of spiritual attack when I got born again. And there was time the first, I said the first three, four months, where I was close to falling away again and again and again. It was hard. It was hard when, when I came home and came back to my old friends in school and they wanted to go and drink. And I was like, yeah, it's wrong. But I ended up saying, okay, I want to go and drink with you. Oh, no, I don't want to drink. But it, it was hard. There was a battle going on. And I make mistakes because I was still a baby. I was infant. I was unskilled in righteousness. What did I need in my life? I need people who could counsel me. I need people who can help me. I need people who could pray with me, who could pray for me. And, and I remember that. I remember in a church we had some years ago, uh, we saw t- young, three young people come to Christ and they came into our fellowship. And after a short time in our fellowship, after a month or two, suddenly they all disappeared. <whistles> They're all gone again. And we're like, where are they? <laughs> they just disappeared. And me and my friend, we came together and said, no, let's pray for them. Satan is a liar. He's not going to win this time. So we took authority in the spirit and we prayed. And we command Satan to leave him right now in the name of Jesus. And we are praying for those people, young people. We are praying that Satan is going to leave them, that what God has done is going to fulfill. And every attack is going to go. And we were praying and praying and praying for those young people. That evening, we had a house meeting in our living room, house, and somebody knocked the door, and I opened the door, and it was one of them. And I was like, hi, it's so good to see you again. I, like, I was surprised he was here, and I said, you know we have a meeting tonight? And, and he said like, no, but I just knew I needed to come. Okay, come in. Five minutes later, he knocked the door again. I opened, it was one of the other boys. Hi! Yeah, I, I just felt so strong I needed to come tonight. Okay, come in. Five minutes later, the third boy. All three came, have not talked with each other, did not know there was a meeting, but all three at the same moment just felt they needed to come. And they have all three been under a big, big, big attack. Satan have just come with guilt, with doubt, with fear, and they were under attack. We who are strong need to carry their burdens. We who are strong need to help them. We who know God need to pray them through. We need to be with them. We need to be better to take care of them. Don't give up when they're struggling. Because they are struggling. They are going to struggle again and again. So they are still babies. They are still young. They need a lot of time. to. They need time to grow. They need... 
that we don't depend too much on them, but we give them time to get to know God. They have no skill in righteousness. They're still falling in sin. They're doing mistakes. They need milk. They need us to teach them and help them. And they are under attack. So they need us to pray for them. Remember that when you work with people. Then we have the young ones. The young ones, what we read before, strong and have overcome Satan. So they have now overcome the first attack. That time where they've been struggling, where Satan been out after, after them, they have overcome that. You're not afraid for them anymore that they suddenly fall away today or tomorrow or next week. Why? Because they have overcome that first, uh, let's say, level of being a baby. They are not now young ones. They have overcome that. So they're strong and have overcome Satan. They can now handle solid food. You can go deeper with them. You can explain more. They can read the Bible themselves in a bit bigger, better way. They understand what they read. So instead of just giving them teaching and teaching and teaching and teaching, they, you can say, hey, try to read this. Go home and read this. Read Romans chapter this and this and then what do you read? So you can, instead of just teach them to do everything, you can give them the word and they can eat the word themselves. They are now learning to grow spiritual and they are more dependent on God and less on you. And I would say like a baby, a baby need to... You, it's okay to teach a baby that they need, they depend on you. They are still babies. They need you. They need mature people around them. But now when they grow up and become younger, the older they become, the less dependent they become on you and the more dependent they become on God. And this is how it is in the natural. David, our grandson, he's totally dependent on mom and dad. But mom and dad are not so depend on me and my wife Lene because they are grown up so there is those different things then we have fathers and and I would say with kids young kids train them give them action take them out do something crazy with them I think this is there really take them out on mission trip Take them in the car, take them out on mission, take the backpack, go out in the world and experience things where they really learn and grow. I'm going to come much more into that in the next level, in the next lesson where I'm going to talk about how we do church. Then we have fathers. They can use their senses. They're really mature when it comes to right and wrong and they can discern good from evil. They know God, they know the big picture, they have learned a lot. And now they are getting their own children. People look up to them. They have the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. We need that. We need 
fathers. We don't need a lot of leaders in the sense of the way we do church today as an institution where the leader come and speak and then he go home. We need fathers. We need people who have overcome Satan, who are strong in their faith, who see the big picture, who are filled with love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Because they, to have fathers around, then the children, young children, have somebody to look up to. So I hope this makes sense. I know there was a lot of scripture and a lot of things, but it's, it's a really important introduction to some of the things I'm going to share later. So, like we said last time, in a fellowship, we need to understand where that fellowship is. We need to understand if this is a fellowship without spiritual children, then they need the evangelists to come in and help them to get spiritual children. But we also need if this, to know if it's a fellowship with a lot of babies. Then we need somebody who can come and give them milk. If you have babies, don't run out on the street to find new babies and let those babies you have already lay and suffer. Then take care of those babies you have. If there is people with children, then we need people to push them out and let them to be less dependent on you, more dependent on God and grow up so those children can be mature and become fathers. Every fellowship has some of those levels. You are one of those levels. And I think if we start to get this in in our understanding, it will be better. we will be better in discipleship. Because we don't give milk to young men who will not grow. We don't give beef to young babies who will die of it. And we don't try to disciple people and give up because we don't, they don't have the fruit of it. So I hope it makes sense. So just a short ending. If we meet people and disciple people who don't have those fruits, Help them with the gospel. Sit down with them. Introduce the gospel again. Get them to lead them to a true repentance and true baptism and true Holy Spirit. Lead them through that because then they will have that fruit. Then they will now have the hunger for the word of God, the hunger of righteousness and the long love for the fellowship. But when people then are babies, give them milk. Help them. Be patient with them. Love them. Introduce them to the Word of God, but not just say, go home and read that. Read the Word of God with them. Explain the Word of God. Explain it so they understand it. You have to feed them. They cannot feed themselves. And you need to give them time to grow. You don't demand the same as a baby, as a young man. And with the young man, they need to action. They need help. You don't teach them and explain them everything like they are babies. You give them the word and say, go and read that. You help them to be more dependent on God and less on you. And you help them to grow up where they become fathers in the faith and get their own children. So it was what I want to speak about this time. The next lesson, I will uh, try to put it together and be more practical and come with examples of what you can do when you are there, what you can do, how you can meet, how you can bring people together and how you can set fellowships up like this. 
God bless you. And if you did not see the first last lesson, 25, see that. And then we'll be back soon with our 27. God bless you.